everybody's waiting to see what we're going to get from Apple in terms of artificial intelligence. It's the new buzzword. It's what everybody wants to know. If you're not talking about artificial intelligence as a company, then you pretty much don't matter at this point. And Apple being such a big name is someone that everyone's just kind of waiting for. And I, I don't think it's going to be so groundbreaking like you're going to see with ChatGPT and the ability to go online, get this all amount of information. It's just going to elevate and really just give an exponential pleasure of using the existing stuff that Apple has already put out there. For example, like Siri, just being just an elevated level of the information you get back, how it uses whole large data sets of what we inputted. And we're just waiting. And we're always waiting on Apple. Apple was the last, for example, to put USB-C on devices for a number of reasons, mainly having just proprietary hold on their own technology, making you buy chargers, whatnot, and so forth. And there's just other elements. Like, it, they just take a lot of time. And I, I think, you know, it's good. Like, if you read Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, it's always been built into the heart of what Apple is, is building great products foundationally, understanding it, not putting anything hopefully out in the market that is just a complete piece of crap that in turn nobody wants to use. So they do, they take their time. With artificial intelligence, I think a lot of it also has to be about the waiting game, seeing what's out there, what people like, and what kind of other things come about. For example, New York Times suing OpenAI over their use of their information, copyright infringement, and it's just egregious to the level that it's doing so. So knowing that Apple can sit back, understand what the rulings are going to be, and then come out with their more fully fleshed, mature model of whatever that is down the road. But there's also a big thing that Apple takes a lot of time and is a big reason of their closed ecosystem and it's right here. So this is a MacRumors.com guide to what Apple is doing in terms of artificial intelligence. And this highlighted portion right here, putting privacy ahead of functionality. For a lot of people, that is why Apple is such an attractive piece of technology is because of just the closed ecosystem and the protection of data. Even the government wanting backdoors, put it in their operating systems, their iOS, they just won't do it. They are focused in putting the trust out there of what they offer in terms of the privacy. And that's what I personally love. You know, when you get like an Android device, I, and I will say I have used Android devices that I think are a better overall phone than the iPhone. However, just the functionality, the dependability, and that privacy element is something that I just love. And that's what I think is going to be a big factor in terms of what the artificial intelligence is going to be on these models. And we can get more into that. Let's first talk about potentials of an Apple GPT. Apparently, internally, employees are using some sort of internal Apple GPT, using information. It's helping developers and hardware engineers use existing information because that's what artificial intelligence does uses historical data to help them with the development of future data. And in fact, because of this whole privacy and these issues, they aren't able to use any sort of third party GPT here. 
Apple employees have been banned from using ChatGPT, GitHub Copilot, and other artificial intelligence tools. Apple is concerned that AI tools could leak confidential company data. And that's a big, important note. Hopefully, you're not someone that is going on this ChatGPT 3.5 or any sort of public cloud like Bard or even my favorite, personal favorite, Grok, and putting proprietary information out there where it's going to then take that data, add it to its data set, and if anybody's going to have some sort of similar inquiries, it's going to use that data to answer their questions. Hopefully, that's not what you're doing because that is a big risk with these public GPT systems. So Apple employees aren't able to do that. Now, when we talk about that data set, what can be developed through an Apple GPT? I mentioned earlier, New York Times is suing OpenAI over their use of their information. I think others are going to follow suit because of the copyright infringement that you're seeing. And it's so egregious. It's a simple like copy and paste without any sort of attribution to an article or any sort of kickback to these copyright um, owners like the New York Times, and they're benefiting from it. But for Apple, in the meantime, apparently... Uh, they've approached Condé Nast, NBC News, IAC, possible AI deals, and others like Condé Nast includes Vogue, Wired, Vanity Fair, because they need a data set. There's no sort of pool of social information, people inputting data to Apple where they can actually use that data to have a functional and uninfringible uh, chat module. That's where things like Meta and Grok are actually coming to the forefront because with our terms and conditions, anything you put into the system of Twitter becomes ownership for them to use in ways just like their artificial intelligence. Like here, I was asking Apple's proprietary GPU ideal for artificial intelligence computations over NVIDIA's. We'll go into that in a little bit. And it just breaks down all this and it's sourced by different tweets and information that people put into Twitter, x.com, apologies. And that way, there's no copyright. It's part of the terms and conditions. If you put it on their platform, then they're going to have it. So what is the big thing that Apple's going to have? To me, it's going to be this closed client-side ability to do these computations. When you're talking about artificial intelligence, the big issue that has been for the longest time is the ability to do the computations. And that requires a very powerful piece of hardware. They have found because of the parallel processing capabilities, GPUs are ideal, just like with the ability to do the Bitcoin mining, the blockchain analysis and all that stuff. GPUs were used for that because of the parallel processing and CPUs aren't ideal for that. CPUs handle more serial processors and they just continually add cores that gives you more power on that end. So we land on the GPUs. Who's the biggest GPU manufacturer and R&D individual company, it's going to be NVIDIA. And that is what they're putting a big amount of focus on. These H100 GPUs, which I think are like $20,000, $30,000 or whatever. Like companies like Tesla are building out these massive, huge hubs of these H100s to train their self-driving capabilities using all the data set from everyone that drives a Tesla gets sent back into the cloud, into their system, and they're able to train upon it. And Apple's no different. Apple is manufacturing their own silicon, but they're doing it more on like the consumer level with their M1, M2, and M3 chips that are both the CPU and GPU with the neural processing. They aren't getting to the level 
And they just can't unless they invest tons and tons and tons of money for developing some sort of business level neural architecture. So they have to rely on NVIDIA H100s as well. So when they're doing all their training for their future Apple GPT or any sort of Siri implementation, they're going to have to invest. And that's exactly what they're doing. Um, Apologies. I'm actually looking for it here. I had an article pulled up that talked about exactly how much money they're pouring into the uh, H100s. Let's see. Apple's AI prowess. Let's see if I Google it again. H100 purchase. Here we go. So here, this news article. Apple plans to spend $4.75 billion on AI servers equipped with NVIDIA's HGX H100 8 GPU next year for generative AI training. And the hope is that this gets launched on iOS 18. So they're not even doing it. That's not their focus. You can even see if I go here, just the different computational power between what would be an M1 Max versus an H100. And you don't have to go too far in depth into it. Just know that the numbers are much bigger on the side of the H100. And it requires also a lot, a lot, a lot of not just computational power, but actual power, electricity for the ability to do this. And you're just not going to get that on the level of a phone. However, what's really cool is that the M3, for example, in the M3 Max, the M3 Pro, M2, M1, this Apple Silicon, it has just amazing power for the personal side of things. So if you want to create your own little custom GPTs on your side or any sort of AI or machine learning, do the computations in smaller data sets, we should be able to do that. The M3, I believe base level is apparently performing to the level of NVIDIA 490, which is a very pricey piece of hardware that if you want to go out and purchase just by itself, and then of course you got to build out the system. So when you buy an Apple, you get the M3 or the M3 Max, M3 Pro, you've already got this complete system that you can now run these artificial intelligence engines on it. And it's got like the neural networks and everything else that you should be needing. Where's the image here? I mean, you can look at the different chips of the M3, M3 Pro and M3 Max. And so the Apple Silicon is just performing so well on the client side of things, which is also important, client side, meaning that the information that you're going to input in there, that it's going to use for Siri or whatnot, is going to be more client side, that privacy, that protection, keeping it within your own ecosystem rather than constantly going out to the cloud where it can be hacked and whatnot. And that's always the big worry. Now, what level of information are you putting into your Siri, asking it whatnot, which does go out to someone to interpret and then build out additional ways to answer your questions. That is completely up to you and whatever. However, it just creates more protection for the user when you're using these artificial intelligence, different uh, interfaces. So really, I I think that that's just going to be it. Now, I did go and did a patent search. So I'll, I'll just show you here. Get on the patent website if you're listening. Um, Apple signee name and uh, artificial and intelligence. 
I'll pull it up here. And I mean, Apple's no stranger. They're just constantly developing. They've been using artificial intelligence modules and deep learning and machine learning and whatnot for the longest time. It just now it's taking off the computational abilities, which was the bottleneck for doing all this has really just spun off in the last few years. And that's, what's really taking off and driving this. So now they are, they, they've been building at this for a while, distributed labeling for supervised learning, this type of machine learning, excluding objects, model generation, um, burst image fusion and denoising using end to end deep, uh, Deep neural networks. If I look at the abstract, I believe this has to deal with taking pictures. So Apple's constantly in development of using artificial intelligence in one fashion or another. I think people just want to see it flat in their face what's going on. So from the developer side, I think it's really cool. I am a personal Mac user. I have an M2 MacBook Pro right in front of me that I run all this on. And I am also enrolled in University of Texas Artificial Intelligence Machine Learning Program. So I'm doing a lot of stuff. A lot of it's cloud-based, but I do have comfort the fact that I can run stuff on the client side on my end, which doesn't have to use internet and go off into a network in a public cloud to run stuff here for computations. So that's it. It's going to be more consumer side. We're going to see it more built into Siri. Let me just touch in here uh, because there was one interesting point with regards to Siri for AI. Um, Apple's work on generative AI, and again, this is from MacRumors.com. I'll put a link in the description. Eventually, will be incorporated into its Siri voice assistant. Because of the way Siri is built, it may take Apple quite a bit of time to update its database to support new capabilities. A former Siri engineer uh, told the New York Times that Siri's cumbersome design means that adding new phrases requires rebuilding the Siri database, which can take up to six weeks each time, while more complicated features like search tools can take upwards of a year. Uh, there are privacy concerns, yada, yada, yada. Again, putting privacy over functionality and just figuring out how all that works based on the information that you want to put. Apple is aiming for a smarter version of Siri that's deeply integrated with AI. I'm going to do an AI episode later this week, just talking more about it. But when you think about what a GPT is, it's a generative pre-trained transformer. And so when they're talking about the ability for Siri to respond, interpret and whatnot, it's got to take the data that you're inputting it, hopefully. Fully, it can search through its data set to find something similar. And then it's got to transform back that data into something. And in this case with Siri, it's going to be a voice response that makes sense to human beings. So that's just a big undertaking for something like Siri. And again, because of its closed system, putting privacy, that's why things like Alexa or Google's voice assistant is somewhat a little more advanced in terms of the data that can reach for it because... They're not putting the level of concern on privacy that Apple is. So hope that all makes sense to you. It's a lot. I'm excited to see what's going on. And I think everybody's just holding their breath and waiting for what Apple launches out there. We've seen a little bit of it on the client side interpretation of data with the Apple Watch Ultra 2. And we're just going to see more and more of that just because of the, the power that we hold in these little devices. It's just incredible and it's amazing. And we take it way too much for granted.